þú ert að hlusta á alvarpið á nútímanum. <laughs> I love that Lance Bass is your go-to for NSYNC. Did you? Yeah, but he. Did you he's the breakout. About... He's the breakout kid. You know, he's the one who uh, made it, right? What about Justin Timberlake? Uh, who? <laughs> who? Who that? J- Justin Timberlake. Justin, you mean Justin? No, no, just is that is that's that's like the like the president of Canada or something? That's Justin Trudeau. Oh no, yeah, Justin Timberlake. He's the guy who does those documentaries for, uh, for BBC. That's He's doing Justin the Scientology. That's Justin oh. Theroux. Okay, so no, I, I I'm not sure. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> how you been? I have been all right. You've been all right. Are you still enjoying Berlin or are you done and you're ready to come home? I think I'm about, I'm getting ready to come home. I'm going to spend the next, you know, this last week um, doing uh, less of like uh, enjoying myself and touring the city, mainly because uh, the chain on the bike broke, so I can't bike any longer. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, there, there is another bike here, though, which I can use. I'll probably just use that one. But, uh, you know, I feel bad because it's not my bike. Have, but, you told, have you told the person who owns the bike? No, it just happened just very, very recently. I have to tell him just next time I, I, I talk to him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to our podcast. Yes, well, I hope that a lot of people we know don't listen to the podcast. However, However as I told you, yeah. there are like thousand people who listen to this shit. Oh my God. Yes, what is that all about? A thousand people and less than in, in like what, eleven episodes? Yeah, this is this is twelve. Yeah, this is number twelve. Wow. So in twelve episodes in in uh, well, that means in f- three months. We've managed to we, get a following of a thousand plus people. Yeah, we must get the, like our name for our fans. Like uh, oh, you know the Australiaites? Austra- yeah, well, Australians seems the obvious one, but we are the Australians. We're the Australians. So they're, they're Australophiles? Australophiles? Uh, Australophiles? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, Australophiles. Australophiles. Maybe uh, the, the down under... No, down, down... Because I am Iceland is on the top of the world. And, and Australia is at the bottom of the world. Yeah, it's down under. So maybe you can call us the up under the the up unders or the or top the bottoms. Top, 
That sounds like a really bad Tyra Banks reality TV show, America's Next Top Bottom. <laughs> Yeah. Where they just have they just have a lineup of all these bottoms just fighting to see who can be the supreme uh, bottom. Yeah, America's top bottom. That's almost as much of an oxymoron as the uh, biggest loser. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I think I think for now maybe we could ask for suggestions since we have a yes. thousand people listening to us. Yes, we have a thousand people. We have a jury of thousand people. If you, you are, have an election. Yeah, if you are a fan of Australia, what do you want us to call you? That's what we should we should ask. What do you want us to call you? Yeah. Uh, maybe like a mix between a puffin and a kangaroo. Like a puffaroo. Puffaroo? <laughs> a puffaroo or a, or, or a kangin? No, that's... I think that, puffaroo no, puff. sounds better. Yeah. Hello, puffaroos. Hello, puffaroo. Hello, puffaroos. Uh, to all you pufferoos out there. But I would Pufferoo. be concerned, would be concerned about that tonight. one that you have to explain it to people. Yeah, it's true. Oh. Puffin. The Kang. Uh, bless. Maybe, uh, I think I think you've got to leave it up to the fans to name themselves. Absolutely. Because, uh, I mean, that's how Lady Gaga got her little monsters. Yes, it's true. Did they decide that? They named themselves, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Let's uh, have them little monsters name themselves. Let's have the Australian little monsters name themselves. And on that note, I am an Australian. An Iron Mass, an Icelandian. An Aslander. <laughs> and I am an ass, Asgardian. <laughs> Are you the gatekeeper? I am the keymaster. <laughs> yes, I. I watch the gate of Asgard. <sighs> and, uh, and we are... Australia! Australia, we are a couple of friends Dancing around in a couple of flower patches What rhymes with patches? Patches, rashes and we're dealing with a couple of rashes since a dubious visit to Thailand. <laughs> I, I, you yes. see, I, I am actually, I'm at the point now, this is like sort of being in a long-term relationship. I am, I cannot wait for you to be home so that we can just do this like we used to do it. Yes. At yeah, your I table. Will, I'll be back, sonny boy. I promise. I'll be, I'll be soon. I'll be, I'll be back in a week, and I promise we'll play some catch as soon as I come back, Tiger. Hey, how about that? You can, Will we? You're gonna be the for real. You're gonna be the man of the house while I'm gone. Oh, huh? do I have to? A sport. The, the man of the house. So that that means. Oh, so great. You've gone away, and you leave. You leave me to take care of Bilgi and Hera. Yes, that's true. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> Yeah, keep those two away from each other. Oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> oh, her leg. You sh- Hey. Hey. Uh, how, how are you doing? How am I doing? Well, I actually yes. have a great embarrassment of the week. The embarrassment of the week. Uh, well, okay. So, I did uh, my very first... Um, hosting a drag show in drag last night. Yeah, you have never done that before? 
I've done drag before for like corporate gigs and like yeah. dress up parties, but I've never, I've, I've hosted Ison, you know, for those that don't know, Ison's most successful drag show in history is called Dragsur and it is, uh, it's on monthly, just once a month, usually at Gokuren. And as part mm-hmm. of, because we are now in Pride Week, um, as part of Reykjavik Pride, they did a massive show last night at Ivno, which is a big venue. Um, this was was crazy. Like the show was to start at nine. I got there at seven, and it had already sold out. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, which is amazing. And uh, so then, of course, um, everyone who had Icelandic friends had the panic messages of, "Oh, I didn't buy a ticket ahead of time because I'm Icelandic and we never do it." Um, and so those people literally just missed out. So they just had to learn a lesson. Um, yes, I think it's an important lesson to be learned. Yeah. So whenever you're going to a comedy show, for example, yes. just or just buy the ticket uh, as soon as possible. Yes, exactly. Especially that, as you will miss it. Especially, especially our comedy. Our comedy show, exactly. Or my comedy show with Birger Babylons, or any other ones that you happen to do with your other people. Um, mm-hmm. But so, so I also host... buy my books. <laughs> and buy my book when it comes out. Um, uh, mine okay. will actually have words in it, um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are words are overrated. Yeah, oh, they're so especially, overrated. Especially, especially the word overrated. I am going to dedicate a page in my book to you where I just draw a cartoon, uh, and it will be a terrible. It'll it'll be the roller skate cartoon. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Roller I can't skate nine eleven. Um. But anyway, so I hosted last night and I was a little bit nervous because I, you know, I was up, up with these people who do drag all the time. So, you know, I was um, instantly worried about, is my makeup pretty enough? Do I look good enough? Are people going to believe that, you know, I'm doing this? Are they going to be like, oh, that's ratchet shit, stupid drag. Get him off the yeah. stage. Um, I also discovered that Doing drag um, enters your mind into a whole other level of body dysmorphia. Uh, and because it, it, as if I don't already have enough of that. Um, so like I, all this week I was trying to find outfits and stuff. And um, we talked about last week how I realized that I didn't want to be a slutty drag queen. Um, which, but, but finding clothes, I just felt so fucking fat. Oh, you poor thing. I felt so fat because every time I wanted to, I found something that was lovely and nice. I put it on and it just didn't fit. It wouldn't zip up all the way. And then I had all these questions of, oh my God, how have I let myself go so bad? I used to be kind of fit, you know, and anyway, but anyway, so I got up on the stage. It was all good. Everything was amazing. The first half went incredible. The audience really responded to me. Apparently my transformation, because I no longer have a beard now, my, um, my transformation was so dramatic that even some of the drag queens who I regularly host for had no idea it was me. Really? Yeah, so I was backstage yes. and there were at least three of them who were walking past me and I was like, why aren't they talking to me? Have I done something wrong? And then they heard me speaking to someone else and came up and went, oh, Jono, is that you? And they thought I was just this new upstart little queen who was going to steal the limelight from them. Oh, really? Yeah, but that's not the embarrassing bit. The embarrassing bit is that uh, I was um, getting—I re- was about to get into my costume for the second act, 
And I thought, because it's Icelandic Reykjavik pride, what better costume to wear than, have a guess? Um, what better costume to wear than Reykjavik pride than... The, are you talking about the swan or the what? The swan dress, yes. The swan, yeah. the Björk swan dress, uh, which I used in one of my shows in Australia called Without Me I'm Nothing. I have a replica of that dress uh, and I was going to wear it during the second act to give the Icelanders a bit of a nod and the tourists mm -hmm. usually go crazy for it. So I'm in the, I'm in the dress. And then, um, then one of the drag queens is like, oh, I was hoping you were going to wear that tonight. And I was like, oh, yeah, I thought it'd be a good idea. And the, the drag queen said to me, you know she's here, right? <laughs> okay. And I went, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, she's here. She's in the audience. <laughs> and I, I was like, uh, um really yeah she's she, she she came she checked it out saw what was going on went home got dressed up nice and fabulous and came back and she's in the audience she's been watching you all night uh, and so i instantly was faced with this do i want to wear this dress do i not want to wear this dress i'm not really sure anymore um so but everyone was saying you have to wear the dress so i wore the dress and i went out on the stage and i couldn't see her in the audience Maybe because mm -hmm. she was wearing one of her famous lace masks that she sports all the time now. Um, but uh, I couldn't see her. And, and to my knowledge, I thought it went well. The embarrassment right. of the week is that when everyone had gone, I was back in another outfit and I was sitting with the people from Reykjavik Pride. Um, and, uh, and she walked back into the venue after everyone had gone. And... I have never been in the same room as her before. Um, and it was a bit weird. I was like, oh, my. And, and I, I hear this. It's like um, recently I've been asking people about their Björk sightings. And everyone always. <laughs> everyone asking always, people about the Björk sightings. Yeah, it just was a coincidence. What I've, what I've heard, it's like when people talk about, you know, UFO abductions. You always know when they're about to come because the animals go crazy. Um, yeah. like it's, you, everyone reports that when they meet Björk in person, at first they didn't realize it was her because she's okay. so, um, unassuming and, you know, unless she's wearing some God awful piece of shit on her head. Um, but so she walked back into the venue and I was just like, oh, there's someone else walking back in. And then my brain sort of ticked over and went, oh, that's Björk. And then I was like, oh shit, do I want to be here? And, uh. And so she sort of was looking around and she, she started moving, looking towards my direction. We made eye contact and then I hid. Oh, you idiot. <laughs> we made eye contact. Her eyes locked with mine for a fraction of a second. And all I could do was throw myself in the opposite direction. And so either she thinks that was funny or Björk has this idea that the person who, who made fun of her dress on the stage really does not like her and did not wish to speak to her. Oh, you silly, you silly, silly man. I know, I know. Uh, I didn't so even, you I just, hit I just ran you away. Never, you no confrontation at all. No, I didn't speak to her at all. We just locked eyes for like a second, a fraction of a second. Yeah. And I just went, I mean, no, I can't do this. Um, 
and yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I've I lived next to Björk for years. Ooh. Like I, I've I've kind of known her since I was a kid. So just as a next door neighbor, and uh, well, I I was yeah, and moved next to her when she was when 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 debut was about to come out. So yeah. I've just, I've uh, yeah, and so um, you know I, I know her from uh, borrowing some uh, sugar, and uh, later on I've shared a couple of uh, part uh, been in the same parties as her uh, and. She's just a really nice lady and she's just as awkward as the rest of us. She being one of the most uh, successful, like, like her, so, uh, her, her creativity alone has made her successful. So, of course, she is an awkward artist like the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm telling you, next time it happens, just go for it. Just go and, say uh, hi. Uh, Go say hi and live that awkward moment because uh, that's that's also the reason before the embarrassment of the week. Uh, if if you would have talked to her, it might have been an embarrassment, and that would have been the embarrassment of the week. Rather so. than not talking. Oh, you're so wise, Philip. Yeah, I have uh, because I have eight years on uh, on you, <laughs> and. Uh, Eight years do make a difference, yes. I am an old wise man compared to you. You are an you. old wise man. Well, there you go. Well, that was my embarrassment of the week. And so I guess I guess from now on, I will Turk to Björk. Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, but I, I want to know what's yours this week. Well, um, it's... Um, it's... Uh, well, well... It is... Uh, it's actually uh, a Facebook thing. Yeah. And I'm very ashamed. I'm, I hate it when this happens. I always promise myself I will never take part in anything like this. But mm. it's sometimes when I'm bored or whatever, I do it. What did you do? And here's, uh, yesterday I posted a, uh, like a, I've, I, well, as scheduled, there was posted a picture on my uh, uh, official Facebook page. Uh-huh. So there's like an automatic picture every day these days. Yeah. And uh, it was just a regular joke. And uh, in the comment section, some guy started to kind of just uh, complaining about not getting his merchandise through my other page, which is Daxon.com, which is my web store. Uh-huh. And uh, this happens once in a while, especially if you're uh, shipping out lots of items every week. And uh, sometimes it doesn't arrive on time. And in 95% of the time, it's because of uh, the local post office yeah. uh, at said country. So, I mean... So we try, oh, and uh, we all uh, we find that out uh, every time we just call the post office and find out that uh, they are sending it back because of and also it's often because people write down the wrong address it was a typo or something. Uh-huh. Whatever, he's complaining about this as he said. Hello, I have ordered two bags, but I never received them. Can you please uh, reply to my emails and send me two bags? I have paid for some. Uh, sorry, somebody's calling me. Oh, I, have I to lost like, you. St- Hello? Like this. Do you hear me? God damn it! Shit. 
I'm sorry, listeners, uh, because somebody just decided to call my number right now. I lost contact with Jonathan. One moment. Okay, stop. Ah, not this. Stupid fucking computer shit ass motherfucker. Hello? I lost you. I lost you. I lost you. Yes, uh, here we are again. Okay, so the man said, yes, I ordered big. <laughs> it never arrived. Yes. Uh, what happened? Looking forward for your early ASAP. For your reply ASAP. Uh, I am sorry about the accent. Yeah. It was, but uh, he has a, a Slavic <clears throat> name. And uh, of course, uh, I am not generalizing or making any of any Slavic descent look stupid. It is just <laughs> us doing, celebrating diversity. That is what we have established here in Australia. Yes. Now, <clears throat> he does that and um, I said, I answered him because I'm like, oh. Because I, I take care of my Facebook page and there's another person who takes care of my web store. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a reason for that. Because so I would be drowned in work and answering everything. So I said, hey, if orders are late, it's the local post office fault uh, 95% of the time. If we haven't answered your email, it's because we're still waiting for a response from said postal office. The comment section here is not a good place to issue complaints, as I am a mere artist and do not deal with the merchandise myself. 99% of the time, the items make their way to the customer. P- patience is a virtue. <laughs> the, the patience is a virtue comment. I, I should have... I think that skipped. that would have tipped me <laughs> over the edge. <laughs> I mean, I there is one thing I found out ever since I started to have merchandise. I've had uh, like um, I have this friend who is doing it now. Uh, uh, earlier in my career, my uh, girlfriend at the time took care of it. And there's one thing that happens whenever uh, um, there are some people out there, and this is like I think it's like a new mental disease mm-hmm. uh, that came with the, the, the age of information that people have been ordering stuff now off, offline yep. for uh, a decade and a half or so mm-hmm. and uh, or two decades or so and uh, and now there's like a new like uh, subcategory of rage out there which is if it, it's if your uh, merchandise if your item does not arrive on time there are people out there who just go ape shit. Yeah. My girlfriend at the time got uh, uh, one or two letters that were like just you fucking shit ass cunt motherfucker like this stuff. Where is my t-shirt? Like this, <laughs> oh just really God. like insanely angry. I'm gonna come to your house and put knives uh, in your bed. And uh, and she answers, uh, I'm sorry, I, I reported in the mail. I'm sure it's on its way. And that often the answer to that is, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize there was a human on the other line. What the <laughs> fuck did you expect, you motherfucker? And also, and then later I said, okay, actually, it's, it just arrived. Uh, sorry. So that's another <laughs> Oh, my God. Sorry just, about the comments just, I made about what I was going to do to your mother. What are you doing? Yeah. Every, what are you doing all day? Just waiting by the window for the postman to come to bring you your stupid shit because you have uh, probably some sort of... Uh, like shopping addiction, which is another new common mental uh, problem among yep. with online shopping. And anyway, and they get like this really like uh, as if their dick has been pulled out of, out of a vagina. They have the, like this 
total blue ball rates or something because they haven't re- received the reward for pushing a button or clicking a, a, a link uh, in, in the recent past. Now, so I so he answers me after the patience is a virtue comment. He says, well, I don't care who you blame for the delay, to be honest. I have paid over a month ago and would like to get a proper response for my mails. And when I can get the items I have paid for, so how long do you think we have to wait? How will this be solved then? Uh, I understand you don't like that I posted this here, but I think it is important for other people before they, they buy something from your website. And then he does a smiley, winky face. Ooh, and that would have pushed you over the edge. If, if you do your business better, there will be no complaints. And I say, your winky face is very passive-aggressive. Yeah, but so was your patience as a virtue. <laughs> yes, I'm also calling it the embarrassment of the week. <laughs> now, and he says, I would prefer to know some info regarding the order, like when it was shipped, where it is now, tracking code or something, just as usual. Thank you. This is still in uh, the comment section. Yeah, this is still in the comment section. Oh so I go God. and look for an look for an email, like in in the garbage pile. That is my e- uh, my uh, uh, post uh, my email. Your inbox. Uh, yeah. Inbox. That yep. is the word I was looking for. And uh, so I look I look at this uh, thing, and there he is. Look, like, he's doing a, going a bit apeshit in the email. He says. And he ends on the sentence, if you don't reply in a week, I will go to police. (laughs) Yep. And I say, just saw your email. Actual quote. If you don't reply in a week, I will go to police. I hope I won't get arrested because of two bags. He says, I hope too. But why don't you just tell me about the delivery instead of this? Also, you are kind of incorrect in your actions and your comments here. I regret now that I have ordered anything from you. You're kind of incorrect. That's a, I, that's a strong accusation right there. And then, then, I've, then I'm thinking, okay, I, I've, I should have never touched this. I should have uh, just forwarded to my uh, merchandise lady, who is probably just at the moment just finding out what happened to the delivery. And, uh, and I say, and I end the communication by saying, I appreciate this communication and I love you very much. And there was, <laughs> and then I just, then I just, then I just logged out of Facebook and and cut all notifications because I was feeling bad about myself and I didn't oh. want to know and think about this and I just opened it now and there hasn't been a reply since so I guess uh, love conquers all. Love conquers all. Oh my goodness. See, this is the reason why when a person is a brand, as you are, you are a brand. Uh, mm-hmm. This is why other people are in charge of their social media yes well i usually don't uh, partake in the comment thing but uh, i it was i mean it's so stupid you have these principles you promise yourself not to do these things then you just kind of do because of some stupid ego thing yeah it's just uh, i i feel i feel ridiculous when that happens i feel so stupid i feel like i fell into a trap that uh, I wasn't as cool as I thought I was. Yeah. So that was my embarrassment. Oh, poor thing. Oh, well, I, it's, I it's, get no there hi- it's no hiding from, from Björk, though. 
really was. And I was, I was next to a plant pot as well. So I kind yes. of, I kind of yeah. locked eyes with her and then sort of shoved my face behind a tree. But <laughs> we should turn to gay it to, to me straight. It is your turn to go first, I believe. Okay, I will. I've been hanging around here in Berlin, mm -hmm. the fisting capital of the world, yes. as you say. Yes. Now, I've been seeing a whole lot of openly gay couples holding hands and being intimate in public. Yep. And that's a beautiful thing, beautiful thing. Yes. But how come so many of them? Look exactly a lot. <laughs> I seen some lesbian couples, and they just look like twins. I saw a gay couple the other good day, like stroking each other's thighs and kissing, but they were just—they looked exactly alike. They had the same clothes, yeah, the same face, the same beards, the yep. same hairdo. What is that about? Well, there's. Do there's... you people want to fuck yourself so bad? Well, or what? There, that is a. This is a. This is a golden. I think this is the best question you have ever asked me in this segment because there's quite a few. There's quite a, a few things there. One, um, you are in Berlin, and I think most gay people would agree with me when I say that the majority of gay men who live in Berlin all look the same they all have okay they all they all kind of bears or cubs they all have right. beards and they all just you know they all look they all wear kind of casual clothing that would get them into a nightclub but they could have just been at the gym you, 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 like there is a berlin gay look right okay so the and obviously berlin seems to attract people who are attracted to that look so um, you know, I have, I have a great friend in Australia, Dan, who spends a lot of time in Berlin and he has this look and all of the friends he has who love Berlin also have this look. It's the Berlin look, the Berlin look. Um, so, <laughs> sure, so sure. that, that is, that is one part of it. However, I do understand that cause I have seen couples not in Berlin who look absolutely identical. Um, yes, I've seen this before in other yeah, countries I've also like I've, a, American comedian David Cross, yeah. also known as Tobias Funke in Arrested Development, yeah. he has this whole bit in his stand-up comedy about gay couples who look alike and his theory about how they are just how they want to. Yeah, I think I... Uh, so. Joke, joke is about they wanting to fuck themselves or something. Well, I think I think I think it's a clear sign of narcissistic personality disorder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you said it. I said it. I think it's narcissistic narcissistic personality disorder, and I've seen it in so many gay couples. And I pointed out, like I I recently actually there is there is a bartender who works at a bar that we perform at that I will not name, and I'm realizing I was about to have that moment again. Um, mm -hmm. uh, that, uh, he, uh, was introducing me, it, like, actually, I knew him and I knew this other guy, they, they both happened to be from the same country, um, that was in Iceland, oh man, I'm tiptoeing around this one, aren't I? Um, and, <laughs> and, and, uh, I didn't know that they used to date, and they look exactly the same. And they were like, oh, yeah, we're, we're ex-boyfriends. And I was like, wow, did you just want to date a mirror? 
it, it, like I couldn't, I couldn't shut up about it. They laughed it off, but you know, clearly one of them had narcissistic personality disorder. And um, I think, I think that kind of happens a lot in those relationships. And I'm, this is me being not an expert on anything, but I think it does mm -hmm. sometimes happen where you end up getting this, this gay couples where one of them is more impressionable than the other. The other who is, is the most impressionable one has a certain look that they like, which just so happens to be their own. Uh, and they impress that upon their partner. Um, so oh. they're like, oh, you know what? Uh, you, I, I, uh, why, don't you, why don't you try shaving your body hair just like I do? Um, you, th you think they kind of like suggest it? And, mm. uh, and the other, so there's one like submissive, uh, uh, like uh, the yeah. other one is submissive or, to or the they, other one's which? It, it can be psychological, like, or they could be, they could withhold <sighs> sex. You know, oh, I'm not as attracted to uh, to you when you're heavier, you know. Um, and then so then that, that partner who's madly in love just wants to be thinner to please their partner. And they want to oh, yeah. remove their body okay. hair. And they I've done it. You've done it? I have been that person. I've been that person who has tried to change everything about myself for someone else who probably had elements of narcissistic personality disorder. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, I was also thinking, you know, I, this is pro... I, you would notice this more in gay couples and same-sex couples, mm. but a pro there is probably a straight version of this. And also, if a guy would say to a girl, I don't like you when you're this heavy or whatever, mm. th that is a, 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 a bad relationship. Yeah, well, I think, I think there is a lot of... Um we're applauded for being so open and honest in gay relationships but I think sometimes we can be a little too like we can confuse honesty with just being a cunt yeah well too, the word for too being too honest is being a bitch yeah. I mean that's yeah bitches you know and uh, I never of, of course I'm using the word bitch uh, as the the bitch as yeah. a nice guy and the, and the bitch, bitch. yeah know? yeah, yeah. No, not a, not a generalization about women. Yeah. No, because we are all bitches once in a while, and uh, a bitch says something like, "I'm just being honest." Exactly. Being I honest. was a, I was I'm about to say that. I'm just being honest. You know. No, yeah, yeah. Well, honesty is good. But I'm just saying you, it like it is. Whenever you're saying I'm being honest, you're being a bitch. It's similar to when like what uh, uh, a famous bitch said one time, uh, Margaret Thatcher, she said, <laughs> she said uh, <laughs> being powerful is much like being a lady. If you have to say you are, you probably not. And if you have to say you're being honest, you probably you're just probably being not. a bitch. It's just, uh, I actually put that in the same category as like people who say something and they're like, I'm just being honest. It's the same as I'm not racist, but... Yeah, yeah, it's it's absolutely, it's very similar. It's in the same ballpark, absolutely. I'm just being honest, or I just I just say it like it is. I just, you know who else does that? Donald Trump. Yes, yeah. he does. You're not saying it like it is. You're saying it how you think things are. Uh, or you're just being crazy and possibly have a, a very, very serious personality disorder and you should not, not at all be... Uh, uh, putting yourself out there yeah. as a possible pre president. Yeah, so, so in short, to, to, to sum up your, your question, I would say to you 
that um, that yes, you can have gay couples who look a little bit alike. Also, I want to add to that that if you happen to be the same size of clothing as uh, your gay uh, partner, uh, your wardrobe doubles in size, which is um, kind of handy. Um, yeah, very practical. It's very practical. It's very practical. And also, actually, with my ex-husband, when we were kind of the same size, uh, we, we kind of had an agreement that like we would just buy clothes that both of us would wear. You know, and oh. and there were items that I would wear more than him, and he would wear more than me. But we had a huge wardrobe. It was it was amazing. It was wonderful. Um, That's beautiful. Yeah, but I will say that if you see a gay couple and they happen to look almost identical to me, that is a severe red flag. <laughs> so you you like people who are diff- you from now on you're gonna like people from, who are different from you. Well, I I I I just think if you're attracted to people who look identical to you, you're in love with yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm definitely not in love with myself. No, I, uh, no. My, and I, my, I, uh, my dating history proves that I am not into myself at all. I mean, you know, actually, That's... You, you go on. Describe the men I date. The men you date? Yeah, go on. Describe. Well, the one you're dating now is uh, well. You're both kind of. I would say you're both uh, like. Uh, compatible like uh, aesthetically you're both uh, uh, just as handsome as, as each other I would oh, that's, say that's very sweet of you but he, he is uh, younger than you <laughs> yes and uh, yes not as he's more interested uh-huh and uh, I would say even more intellectual than you I was talking about appearance, but whatever. Um. <laughs> I mean, also he has like brains and uh, <laughs> common sense, and this, uh, yeah, has something that y- you should try to check out and even try uh-huh. on for size, which is a soul. And, uh, and he's, uh, he's he's nice to be around. Uh, yeah, wow. I would I would love for you to bring him out more often, not lock him up in that. Uh, that the apartment of yours, you know, because sometimes you don't want to let him out because you want the attention. You told me about this when you were drunk. Uh, I, I never said, said is... that. Yeah, I said, what is that knocking? And you said, that just is just my boyfriend. It's his in times. Uh, it is, is, it's his inside time right now. <laughs> it's when he rubs the lotion on his skin. <laughs> <laughs> and I play wild, wild horses. <laughs> I'd fuck me. I'd fuck, fuck me. Who oh, fuck me? Shut up. <laughs> but I was getting at the point that um, I didn't realize this until my my flatmate who now lives in Amsterdam, Anton, pointed out that I happen to have a type, and that type is tall, thin, geeky, and weird. Uh, yes. I didn't yes, realize tall, thin, geeky, and weird. And yeah. I am I am uh, none of those things. Well, I'm tall, but I I'm I'm not thin. I'm uh, well, I'm one. I'm I'm not one of those things. Um. <laughs> yeah, you have yeah, absolutely. But you know that I think that's a good type, though. I think uh, you have a healthy. Uh, you you're not going for the bad guys or no. uh, the really like broken ones. You're going for kind of stable, 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 stabilize, 
stable, stable fi- yeah. figures. Yeah. yeah. I do have a bad history of, of finding emotional retards, though. Yeah, well, that happens. I go for the crazies sometimes because oh, they're interesting. I know. I know. You know. I know. I've, I've met them. You you met my crazies? I've met some of them. Okay. But, uh, uh, but you asked me, like, in the second or third episode if I had a type. Yeah. Because and but, just... uh, but that, now you kind of... You've seen girls that are, like, ex-girlfriends. And you yeah. also... Uh, I've, uh, like, showed you pictures on Facebook of girls uh, or a girl I have a crush on. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and you, do you see a type there? I do see... I do see someone who's striving to find their type find that type in a human right in a human in a human female uh, yes that's that's true my type is uh, a human female your type is a human female but unfortunately yeah. i don't believe that your actual type really exists think <laughs> i have too high standards i think i think your standards of needing some kind of marvel superhero feminist warrior <laughs> you basically need wonder woman Yes, I mean, I watched the trailer like ten times. I already. knew it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're without without finding Gal Gadot, you're not going to find Wonder Woman. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. But Gal, have you read uh, about? She actually is one. Do you know she was in in the the Israeli army? Oh, she was. Yeah, she was in the yeah. Israeli. What is it called? The Oh, the name of the... So, so, so she was just slaughtering Palestinians? Probably. And being really hot while she did it? Yeah, that's probably how she got hot. Oh, those, that gives me uh, blended feelings, as you say in Icelandic. How do you say that? Uh, blendnar tilfinningar. Blendnar tilfinningar. Yes. Uh, but I actually... Oh, sorry. Mix, I, make, mixed emotions. Yeah. I have to ask you a question for Gate to be straight. Um, yes, please. And I do have one, and this question has come from my complete disdain for a certain class of lady. And I talked about this last week because I have been bartending. Like a, a 20 to 30 drunk Icelandic woman. Yes, sometimes the women, in middle-aged women, can be bad as well, but they're easy to tame because you just go, nah, not tonight, Satan. Um, <laughs> not tonight. Uh, but uh, the, I want to know. When you are out with one of those girls, here is my question. When you're out with one of those girls and you can clearly see that she's being an absolute cunt to everyone around her who is serving her and that she's probably going to throw up later, is the allure of possibly maybe finding a way to get inside of that vagina much greater than uh, the responsibility you have to the rest of the human race to inform her that she is indeed being a cunt? Ah, you're saying if I witness uh, a woman that I have, an, I'm hanging around with a woman, uh, possibly on a date-ish kind of thing. Yeah. And she is being... Uh, a dick. She's being an absolute dick. She, she is being a dick to people around yep. her. Mm-hmm. Particularly if those I, serving her. Yeah, you're asking me which... Uh, 
which is stronger my urge to have sex with her later tonight or yep. my urge or my just urge to say please stop being this kind of a and the, uh, the reason i ask this being. is because i've i've noticed that when these women are being served there's always a boyfriend around of one of them there's a boyfriend around and he's always giving you the look of like he never says anything but he gives yeah, you the look yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm sorry i know she's I'm being <laughs> a dick but i really <laughs> need to have sex with her I think I have done that look in the past. However, I, me being um, eight years older than you and a wise old Gandalf, <laughs> I know. I think I've gone past that, and I'm pretty proud of myself because um, a few months ago, I I went to this party. Mm-hmm. Like not at a party. I was just I went to visit some girls who were hanging around. So I, I was like the only boy at the party and there were like four very attractive girls there. It wasn't a, it wasn't a weekend party. It was like a spontaneous thing on a Thursday or a, or a Tuesday maybe. Wow. Uh, and uh, we were just playing around and talking, uh, smoking a joint and just bullshitting. Mm-hmm. Now there was this one girl there which I had made out with in an after party probably two or three weeks ago uh, before that uh, yeah. th- this this uh, tuesday party and uh, it had it was a passionate like spur of the moment uh, m- makeout session mm-hmm. but uh, she had to go home alone because of various uh, practical reasons so and uh, then i met her again in this uh, tuesday party and i thought okay sure maybe something will happen between us now maybe we will in fact sleep together she is an attractive woman i have uh, been attracted f- uh, to her f- for some time but uh, at least i've always thought she was cute yeah <clears throat> but we are like playing a board game and having uh, discussions we go like have all sorts of social things with the other girls there uh, and i find her to be a bit of a dick yep. to her friends like uh, <clears throat> one of her friends who was more like vulnerable recited a poem because she the, one of her friends had like recently gotten out of a relationship and she was kind of rediscovering herself creatively wanted to be herself for a while and she says hey I'm doing this poem thing maybe you guys want to listen, listen to it you know that like whenever somebody wants to read a poem I think oh god really but at least I gave her the courtesy because, I mean, uh, I do comedy and a lot of people think, oh, God, really? When they hear comedy. Yeah, but comedy is great. What has poetry ever done for anyone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, if not for that. Uh, but she does her thing and it's, I mean, it's kind of cool. It has a slam quality to it. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> slam can be good. Don't be so cynical. When you, when you get to be my age, Jonathan, you will see the beauty I, in all of I will stand by my disappointed <laughs> groans. <laughs> anyway, yeah, her friend does like this, like slam or what you, what you call it, like this whole little thing. with It's, it's almost a rap. Yeah. And, uh, and we go, hey, cool. That was, I, mean, I mean, you're expressing yourself and it's just, I mean... Uh, the, the rest of us went like that but the girl I had had the makeout session before like two weeks before she went 
don't know. Maybe you should just uh, cut down the bien bien and be more like nene and said the dead bebe. Oh, she gave notes? Kept... Yeah, she gave notes. Oh. She was a note giver. Oh. And I thought, uh, my, my penis said, no, sir, we do not go inside a note giver. <laughs> so I went home alone that night and I had, I had, uh, the door was open. I could have gone in there, but I didn't because I wasn't, I uh, wasn't attracted to her. My dick wasn't attracted to the dickishness. That could be, that could be like a, uh, Mortal Kombat movie. Mortal Kombat, enter the note giver. <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> we could so, do that. So you're saying it's possible for a straight man, uh, after their, so when you were younger, you would have just gone along with it, but now you just go, I think you're it, a dick. I, I, I'm not sure if it has anything to do with age, but it, more like with self-confidence and... Uh, you know, and also it is kind of, it gives you a, an enormous sense of well-being when you actually deny uh, the vagina, you know, to, to don't go for the pussy, but go for like, no. No, yeah. The, the, yeah, the, uh, 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 like an uh, uh, unattractive personality trumps an uh, 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 attractive pussy it's, it's i think i'm saying horrible things here it sounds like horrible no, things but no, I, think... I i don't believe you i think you're actually saying the equivalent of of and i this is what I've, I've worked out from this conversation you are doing exactly what i would do in a dating situation which is like if somebody is rude to a waiter that is a red flag absolutely if somebody's rude to a waiter Except and... you're icelandic and you don't date so you can only do this in the situations where you're probably going to have sex with it. It's true, but also uh, when I, I remember, uh, this is something I wanted to rectify in, uh, for a long time here in Australia. I said like early on in the show, I've gone to like 12 dates at the most in my lifetime. It's not true. I just realized I've gone to many dates, but you know, it's just they're not as official of a, uh, dates uh, yeah. in Iceland as they are everywhere else. But yeah, I've gone to loads of dates and I think I'm getting kind of good at it. So do you classify a date as a meeting between two people where you will not have sex? Yeah, I've gone to those. Is that what you classify a date as? I classify, doesn't, you know, a date can end with sex and not end with sex. And I have had some nice non-sex dates. Actually, I've had some really pleasant non-sex dates. Actually, that's, that's what they call them in, um, like, a, a casual hookup in Germany. I remember this from being there. They call it a sex date. <laughs> yeah? So, like, I would okay. be, I a remember... Sex date. I remember being in Berlin and on Grinder, someone would send me a message and go, uh, hello, how, how are you today? And you would say, oh, I'm all right. And they would go, sex date? Question mark. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's, that just sounds like Grindr every in every corner of the world. Sex date? I've noticed you Isn't also it? look like me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I always wanted to fuck a mirror, but uh, when it breaks, it cuts my penis. So this is much better, yeah. Oh man, I have to, I have to fill you in on a on a side effect of drag. I know this is a sidebar. 
My penis, I told you earlier today, my penis is really sore. Yeah, you told me so in your uh, in our personal messaging system, and you yeah. now you're actually saying it loud it's in sore. our podcast. It's sore. It's really sore because it was because you have been masturbating so much. No, because last night. So from, um, so. But I, you said it's so. My, you said my dick hurts because of uh, too much tuck, tucking. Tucking. Oh, tucking! I thought t- I I was confusing it with the word tugging with two G's. Oh, so that's why well, you like, changed the subject. <laughs> yeah, like masturbating. <laughs> I didn't understand. I thought you were just telling me you've been masturbating. I was like, yeah, that's nice, Jonathan. No. But <laughs> you were in fact talking about tucking because you've been tucking between your legs as a drag queen. Do you, I get it now. But it, it goes deeper than that. Do you know how it, it's actually oh, done? That, that was a joke there. Yeah, there was. <laughs> Do you know how it's actually done? Uh, how is it actually done? Okay, so the first thing you do, right, is you take, mm-hmm. you make what is called a gap. And a gap is right. going to hold everything in place. So you, you, you take a sock mm-hmm. and you cut the toe and you cut the bit after the heel off the sock. So you have this tube. And then you cut the elastic from a pair of underwear and then you feed it through so you have some kind of weird sumo-looking thong, right? Okay. And then you step your legs through it, and you take your balls, and you just guide them up inside yourself. Right. And then you take your penis, and you pull it as far back as it can go, and then you pull this gaff over everything, and it holds everything in place. Mm-hmm, very technical. And it is also quite, uh, if you, after a while, it can, because I was in it from mm, about 6 p.m. until 1 a.m. Um, and so in that time, I did not take it off and I did not pee. Uh, Ouch. Yeah, so then today. Be- beauty is pain. Beauty is pain. Drag is hard work. And then you have makeup. So you, the thing is, you have to do all your makeup first. And then you have to like, um, it's not it's not like comedy where you can you can drink or you can get drunk because you're gonna need to pee eventually, uh, and so you just kind of limit your fluid intake. So the entire night last night, I was only sipping little bits of water, um, and I just was too afraid that I would have to pee because I was also wearing a corset, uh, which makes it hard to breathe as well. Oh, it's just it's it's a whole lot of work, which is why drag queens should make money. <clears throat> Yeah, well, yes, but you know, it's uh, if is there anything more, more more pain than beauty? It's art. That's uh, true, because, especially comedic because art. Because the the rewards are not uh, physical; they're just yes, yes. Uh, which is which is spiritual. why people should buy tickets to our shows, and they should do it ahead of time online, and they should buy your book. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They should buy my book because uh, they aren't selling. Yeah, I'm kidding. They're selling like hotcakes. <laughs> I am a billionaire. Oh my god! You just reminded me of something that slipped out the other day when I was. Oh, I was well, there's eating. a joke there. There's a joke. <laughs> I was I was eating lunch at one of the bars that I work at because it's cheaper. Um, and uh, I was talking about something that had happened and all the work I've got to do, and someone said. Oh my God, that's so bad. I said, don't feel sorry for me. I have an amazing life. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. 
That's pretty good. It reminds me of that uh, uh, Kanye West qu- uh, quote uh, when he was hanging around with Dave Chappelle and looking at uh, Dave Chappelle's new show. And uh, while they're looking at it, because it hadn't premiered yet, yeah. uh, Kanye picks up the phone because it's ringing and he said, Hello, no, I'm just looking at Dave Chappelle's show. Why? Because my life is dope and I do dope things. <laughs> That's such a fucking teenage boy response. <laughs> Gotta love him. Or hate him. I mean, I love him. Oh, I love him for the value of of uh, just, you know. Oh, he reminds me. He reminded me of something that I, I thought of. Uh, oh, wow. This is going to be. Why am I saying this? So. <laughs> why am I saying this? It should be the title of our show. Uh, so. I mean, instead of Australia, it should be like, it should be like our subtitles, like Australia. Why am I saying this? Well, I'm just gonna come out and say it now. Uh, so I was watching some porn the other day, and I okay. thought, so I thought of you. So it's, <laughs> wow, <laughs> but not in a like it was. It was you know in the early stages of like we were like oh I might see what's around. And you haven't really, you haven't unzipped yet. So it was still in that moment. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you're just looking at porn, uh, waiting for, waiting for the erection to come. Yeah, but also this was, I'm I'm not trying to say that I don't watch porn normally, but this was also in regards to another project I'm working on. Um, uh, Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, you, this is the second episode where you tell me you're watching porn because of a project you're working on. You know, this is the same excuse pedophiles use. <laughs> this is actually what they say all the time. No, I'm doing a project. I'm making art. <laughs> uh, but, but, I'm um, trying to like uh, uncover a The thing was, right, it, and I don't know if this is just pointing... Maybe, maybe this means that our friendship has gotten to a level where we're... Where uh, I don't know where it's just too far now. Um, I was watching this scene, and I absolutely started like I just lost myself with laughter because the dialogue was so terrible. All I wanted right. to do was send a link of this particular clip to you because I thought you would appreciate it as a joke. Okay. Okay. It was terrible. Was it, was it an American? Was it an American? Yes, was it, it was. English? And the setup, the setup was the straight, um, the straight uh, neighbor was coming over because his girlfriend had thrown him out, and he was like, "Oh, I'm, oh I'm, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. get. Can I shower at your place, man?" And then you know the guy, <laughs> the guy gave him. He's like, "Yeah, you can shower." And then he obviously was like, "Oh, I forgot to give him a towel." And then he knocked on the door and, and the guy didn't answer. And so he, you know, gave him the towel and then he just watched him shower. Uh, but the dialogue after that, when they're sitting on the couch having a conversation, was the worst piece of shit I've seen in my entire life. It was like, hey, you, you look pretty built. Do you work out a lot? Yeah. <laughs> I work out quite a lot, actually. Yeah. Your muscles are kind of glistening. And then he went and, like, touched him. And, and the guy was like, don't touch me, man. What are you doing? Why do you have to be so gay about shit? Um, <laughs> and oh, then, I love it. And, and then the... the uh, I wanna tr- I, I'm going to try and find it and edit it together, the non-porn bits, so that you can laugh at it. 
but there's I a mean, whole. The por- the, it's not like the porn bits are gonna like melt my eyes like like the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. But I would feel lot, weird sending up. you gay porn. Um, yeah, I, would, I get that. I yeah. get that. So, but it was just but like you know, it's technically te- it wouldn't be technically the first time you've sent me gay porn. No, <laughs> this is true. This is true. But it led and, me. And here is another moment of uh, the <laughs> listeners thinking, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and we can't tell them. <laughs> yeah, because of. Uh, because of just really technical things. Technical things. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we promise you, guys, we are not having sex, me and Jonathan. No. Because we need to maintain the dynamic of this being a straight slash gay podcast. I'm confused and why I that is the reason. I, if, I, if I will ever go gay for you, the podcast is ruined, Jonathan. <laughs> why couldn't you so, have just said that you're straight? <laughs> Oh, that as well. <laughs> but what I what I took from this there is there is there are some there are some pufferoos out there right now writing slash fiction about me and you as we speak. Yeah, probably. Uh, but what I took from this is what I would really love to do is actually because there was like four or five sentences of dialogue in total in this scene. I I would love to take them, write them down. And give them to proper actors, and see if they yes. can do something with. Them. Oh, that's 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 a like a that is like a YouTube series, right? I there. think where you just take the dialogue you find from re- porn, find really bad porn, and do it professionally, like in a just in a like have Julian Moore perform it. Yes, Julian Moore and Daniel Day Lewis. Okay, so maybe maybe I should maybe I should try and edit this scene together without the porn bits, and we can put it on the Facebook page. Absolutely, dude. Okay, maybe I'll do, do that. I think I think I might. I think I might. Um, just so that people go. But then we should move on to how to speak. To speak, I Australian. I've got a really great one for you today. Um, well, thank you. And uh, <laughs> I've got a great one. There's a joke in there. Um, and yeah, but, yeah. It's, it's another one where I'm going to say the sentence and I want you to try and guess what it means. Okay. Um, oh, mate. Did you just drop your lunch? Did you just shit your pants? No. Did you just fart? Yes! <laughs> yes! Did you just drop your lunch? Did you just yeah. fart? I mean, you Australians, come on. <laughs> or you might go, who dropped their lunch? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am looking for the word to describe your whole pun system. Yeah. But oh, I've, I've got another one. I had a, I had a number two. For it's you uh, it's all it's all. I think it's uh, the way to describe the whole how uh, the whole ice Australian puns and slang. It's just as smart as it is stupid. Yeah. Well, you're gonna love the next one, right? Okay. So this is um, it's sort of a way of describing something. So if I say something is, uh. Relative to or like a nun's nasty. A nun's nasty. It's like a nun's nasty. You're saying that about something. Mm-hmm. So what is that and something? A nun, nun's nasty must be like a, 
I guess a nun's asshole. No. A nun's vagina. And what is a nun's vagina? A nun's vagina is something that has is like has never been touched, some virgin thing. It's very dry. Very dry. So if something, yeah. if 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 you have like a cake and it's not, you know, it's really tough and dry. It's like a nun's nasty. Oh my nasty. god, that's like a nun's nasty. Oh my fuck! Like I said, it is as smart <laughs> as it is stupid. I I oh my fucking god! Uh, oh, how's your steak? Oh, it's is... as dry as a nun's nasty. Yeah, a vodka martini. Like a nun's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> Vodka martini. How do you like it? Like a nun's nasty. Like a nun's nasty. Another, another <laughs> oh one is... It's, uh, there's another one which oh my is, God, is, is British Oh my and God. Is this something people say? Like all... Or every, does, does your mother use that? Like a nun's nasty? No, because my mother's British. So she doesn't. But Australian friends' mother no. would. Okay. So it's just... It's a, it's a regular thing. Yeah, there's another... Something, so, would, would someone on Heartbreak High say it? No, because it's not... That's not That's not 7pm time slot language. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you could also say, like, say if you get a beer and it's not very foamy, it's a bit flat. You can say... Uh, yeah. You can say that's like a witch's tit. Yeah, because it's flat. Yeah. Yeah, well, yes, I, I love the way how you can describe your drinks in a very uh, kind of a misogynistic way, but yeah. also a very creative way. It's a very, uh, it's, it's a very, uh, it's a very misogynistic country. I'll finish it on one last one is when you go on a binge drink, which is every weekend for an Icelander. <laughs> I, I, I finish it on a which is tip. That would be, that no, would no, no. be very funny. So when you, when you, when you go binge drinking, it's called hitting the Terps. The Terps, uh, I, I'm, I'm not connecting there. Okay, so Terps is turpentine. Do you know right. what turpentine is? Yes, it's, it's what you use to clean paint. Yeah. <laughs> so when you hit the Terps, it means you're going to go drinking. And the reason is because some people are such alcoholics that they drink turpentine and methylated yes. spirits. Well, that's uh, that's uh, our connection, us Icelanders and Australians. We, we're all uh, alcoholics. We're, we, if we, yeah, we're alcoholics who want to get drunk that much that we will actually poison ourselves and risk our lives to yep. have a party. Exactly, exactly. So there and you there go. there are many people who have died by drinking uh, poison, basically. You got, you got a little Iceland, bit. I'm sure. You got a little bit Eastern European there. You said many people. Many people. <laughs> I think it was a uh, it was a disruption in uh, the uh, internet uh, flow stream system here in our phone. Uh, but yes, so now it's time for Antsvagoni. Uh, yes. Sure, sure. Antsvagoni. Today we do have an actual question from a listener, uh, and that question... wait, 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 no. wait. What? I did not teach you Australian. You didn't. I, I noticed, but I was like, I'll let it go. Uh, oh, no, I had one word. I had one word, and it's a big one. What is it? I have a big one for you, gentlemen. 
Um, <laughs> There's a joke there. Here, I'm, no, I, I don't see a joke there. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Now, uh, there has this one word which is very Icelandic in regards to Icelandic socializing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, have you heard the word? The have you heard the word? <laughs> the bird. <laughs> Yes. Is the bird the word? I, I kind of want to go there, but we're not going to. Yeah, there's a lot Have of distortion heard? in your microphone right now. Okay, so, okay, I, I, I hear it as well. Are we good now? Oh, I don't know what's going on. Do you not hear me uh, I can hear you. At the moment? Just, yeah, I can hear you. It's just really bad. Yeah, okay, but you can hear the words that I am saying. I can saying. hear the words you're saying. So what are you teaching me? Okay, they're the listeners, also known as the pufferoos or the uh, down top unders, are uh, thinking, what the fuck is he going to say? We are bursting with uh, excitement. Well, for you Icelanders, it is obviously a very common word. Uh, for you outlanders, you haven't heard it before, but it is the word truno. Truno. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Know I actually the word know that word. And what does it mean? It means drunken regret. No, that's no? the bit. No, it, it's it's uh, it's to do with drinking though. But not necessarily, but drinking is often involved. What Truno is it? Truno basically means an intimate conversation. Oh, yes. Oh, no. No. Okay. Someone explained this to me recently. Truno is the kind of conversation or, or the, the sentences you would say to somebody that you normally wouldn't, but because you're drunk, you're speaking the truth. Yeah. Truno is short for trunadarmál, which means uh, confidential. Yeah. So confidential, like when, you, uh, when you get drunk issues. and you say to someone, you know what? When I first met you, I didn't like you. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so it's when you get drunk or not. That, sometimes you, uh, sometimes the best trunos you have is when you are not drunk, but it, it uh, happens in both occasions. Yep. And you meet it, you meet someone, and it, it, it is often the most fun part of a party <laughs> or a night where you actually connect with someone and you have a conversation with someone in uh, a quiet part of the club or a party. Where you actually just have a long conversation where you're honest with each other and tell each other uh, even secrets. It's true, no. Uh -huh. And this is how friendships are often made in We've Iceland. We've had quite and a few probably, trunos, I believe. I think so. I think uh, uh, our, I, our podcast would be considered a, a true no if it wasn't like blasted on the airwaves. Yeah, yeah. So we should make a secret podcast that only a few people I'm, get to listen to and we charge them for it. Yeah, well, those, uh, well, those uh, things, we have mentioned a couple of things in uh, the um, podcast today, which uh, the uh, listeners have no idea what we're talking about, but yep. we know what we're talking about because of we, we had a Truno about Truno. it uh, uh, in some cases. And we had to, like, I remember my favorite Truno was, was with you, was when we... 
we're leaving Denmark and we decided, of course, like normal people, to, to get drunk, to be able to uh, tolerate uh, our trip back home. Yeah. We talked about all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah, we did. And that was nice. That was, that was, that yeah, was good, Yeah, so it was Truno. really fun. Yeah. Aww. It was a good Truno. Well, before we go on to the next segment, I think we need to disconnect and reconnect. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because it's bad sound. All right. Okay. Okay, I will get to that. I will turn off now. Hello. Wow, the sound is really bad over there. Really? Yeah, it's like uh, a, a weird static noise. Uh, okay. Well, if you're taping your thing and I'm taping my thing, uh, the listen, listeners should uh, get the whole thing. But just in case, so no one told you life was gonna be this way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, okay, so Ants of Agony. We do have ants an actual question. The Ants of Agony. We have a question, and this is from an Utlendinger uh, who okay. lives in Iceland. And the question is, why don't Icelanders get married? Seriously, why don't they? Yes, I saw it on your uh, Facebook page. Somebody asked that. Uh, why don't Icelanders get married? I mean, I thought Icelanders did get married, but not all of them. I mean, oh, yeah, well, marriage isn't such a holy thing when I think about it. It's something almost you do more for fun than for social reasons. Right. In Iceland, yeah. And, so it's, uh, if you just do it for the party... Do it for the party and you just want to like celebrate your love and thing, but uh, you don't do it because of, uh, you have to do it unless, you don't do it because of, you know, the God thing, because Iceland is a godless country. Even our priests are godless, but they're godless in a positive way. I'm yeah. generalizing here, but uh, you know what I'm saying. Okay, well, I actually accept that answer, so I don't need to comment on it. We have one more question. Oh, really? Was that an acceptable answer? Really? <laughs> because you know how I because feel about all, all I was thinking while I was talking was like, shut up, Hilgar, you have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> I was like, I accept that answer. But you know that I, you know, I've, I've done the whole marriage thing and, you know, I, I don't know that I would ever go there again. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have been divorced, but I have actually never been married and uh, never been kissed. <laughs> no, I've, I've I've never I've never been married, and I, I I've uh, yeah I had I have no children, so I'm still kind of just uh, or maybe I I will always be, and that will be a nice thing probably as well. I will always be in that uh, yeah. in that zone. But uh, I remember like I've been in uh, weddings where I've thought. Oh, this looks like a nice thing to do. I would like to, like, if I ever, like, next time I fall in love, I, maybe I would like to celebrate it in this way. I mean, the worst thing that can happen is that we get divorced in a couple mm. of years, and that happens to so many people that it's not really shameful. I mean, it's just a normal thing. So well, why the fuck not? Well, you actually, raise, you raise a good point there, because I've done the divorce thing, 
But I never got to have the party. I never got to have no. the wedding. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, but really? You didn't have a wedding? No, we didn't. We didn't have a wedding. We just sort of entered an agreement and it was all very Dutch. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting you had a Dutch husband. <laughs> a, a, a Dutchband. A Dutchband. Uh, yeah, I never got to have the party. I, I wanted it. I know about people who actually had a divorce party as well. I think we should have, actually. And I think it, we should have divorce parties. I, this is something I learned about in Star Trek Deep Space Nine before I learned about it in Sea Heart in Iceland. Sea Heart, which is a local gossip paper where I first learned about the Icelandic couple who had a divorce party. Um, uh, but I think it, because we live in a society where uh, getting married is a normal thing to do and Obviously, because of statistics and human nature, many, not all, but many of those marriages end in divorce. Mm -hmm. So we should have a divorce party as well, because that might actually relieve some of the pain. So at a divorce party... Sounds very simplistic. I'm simplifying uh, the complex thing that is uh, uh, unification between two human beings. But we should... uh, have it as an option but what happens at a divorce party do the guests get their gifts back <laughs> that would be really funny do they do they go excuse so, me so i want my kitchen aid back thank you yeah i think that would be really cool i actually would because uh divorce is all about you know dividing your possessions and, and so maybe make- just all so the possessions you, you, that you, you got given from other people, you have to get rid of them. Here's the thing. People, anyway, they can't. They never give me the right gifts. When I have a birthday party, they yeah. never give me what I really want. I, they give me some, I don't know, just some crap they found at the gas station. And if uh, some people try to give me like nerdy gifts and buy me a Spider-Man book from Nexus, and I go, <laughs> I don't like that Spider-Man. I'm not looking for Mark Bakley early 90s. I'm looking for Eric Larson late 90s, oh, you're motherfucker. Using, you're using such relatable <laughs> topics. <laughs> I love it. And so, so it would be fun to just throw those things back. Not that I know about... I mean, I don't know about getting like uh, gifts that are also for another person. Uh, yeah. Not since I was just, uh, I, me, me and my brother, we have uh, a birthday, so no very, like, I, I am 5th of October, he's the 15th, so sometimes we, often we had the same birthday party, and we got, like, a gift together, because we lived together anyway, and I thought, what the fuck, man, I'm gonna move from this motherfucker one day, ah, who gonna, who gonna get that book, who gonna yeah. get the coloring book? I'm sorry, you were getting coloring books while you were living together as adults? No, it wasn't as adults. Oh, it was right. as kids. Okay. Uh, but we did also have parties while living together as adults. And then we got uh, other kinds of uh, coloring books. So, so where, in where, short... Where you had to write, when you had to color things like uh, a nun's nasty. <laughs> or... Uh, or dropped lunch. A dropped lunch. <laughs> so we had a lot of brown and a lot of pink. That's a, anyway. another another one is when someone's really ugly, they've got a face like a dropped pie. <laughs> oh my 
God. You sick, sick beings. It's no wonder that my favorite movie comes from Australia. Muriel's so it, Yes, Mad Max 2, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, but it's like, you might say, oh, you know, you know Jenny? Which Jenny? Jenny down the road? No, Jenny with a face like a drop pie. You, you kind of have this thing where you celebrate white trashiness as like a whole fucky to the rest of the world. I love it. It's, it's actually just how we are in that country. Yeah, you are. It's an, it's, it's an honesty I we're a really nation of white like, trash. admire. Yeah, I and admire we all, it. We all agree that we're all shit. Yeah, and I think that is something Iceland could learn from because Iceland so just since the uh, since the rise of Björk, we have become pretty fucking proud of ourselves. We yeah, always I, be proud of ourselves. I agree. But we, and we, but but then we, when we found out that we were culturally significant, we have had we've been sucking on our own dick for maybe like twenty five years now, mm. and we should stop. We should really stop because we are not that special. The only thing that makes us special is that there are very few of us. Well, and I the have, fact that there yeah. are very few of us does actually create a cultural environment where uh, art can. Um, be unique and that's yes. a beautiful thing but we should learn to be to learn to we should actually learn to realize that we're just as much of an asshole as the rest of the world yeah and I we would we, we would be just as bad as uh, you know uh, britain or uh united states if we had more people we, we, we believe that we are so understanding and sometimes we actually believe that we are non-racist. If we had more races in our country, we would be way more racist. Oh, but you already uh, are racist. Yeah, but, you know, but we uh, don't have as many opportunities yeah. to be racist. You know? I, had a, I had an argument with an Icelander the other day about your language when they were saying about how special it is because so few people speak it. And I said... It's not special. It's just small. Uh, <laughs> and they and they said, um, "There's well, a joke right there." It's it's not special. It's just small. And they were like, "Well, then it's the smallest language spoken by anyone in the world." And I said, "Try saying that to someone who's Welsh." Yeah, and um, try saying that to some of the cannibals in Papua New Guinea or the Faroese. You know. Yeah. It's or, it, the, or the Klingons languages. or the Klingons the Klingons or the Jedi's. Um, or I actually, actually believe that more people speak Klingon than Icelandic. Probably. But we have one more question. And this person mm -hmm. said, Yes, I have a question and you can identify me if you wish. We will, Kauri Ingerson. Um, Kauri Ingerson would like to know, Bath salts. How long before a bath should you ingest them? Right. Okay. Um, I... I I don't get it. What is, uh, like, bath salts? He was making a joke because bath salts are a drug. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And what kind of drug are those, again? It's it's sort of a meth-related drug, I think, or it's... But either way, Kauri, you had a very well-formed joke, and I appreciate that. Yeah, but it fell really flat because of my not really yes, getting yes. the whole really uh, drug slang. It. Yeah, you did not get it, but, but he's Icelandic, and he made up that joke. Uh, and I think that was a, that was a very well formed joke, and you have let your people down with your small language. Um, yeah, it was just me being nerdy and not uh, knowing the drug slang. 
bath really? salts. That was a, that's a really good one. How long before a bath should you ingest them? Depends on what kind of high you want and if you want to shit yourself in water. Um, yeah. I mean, I wonder if you took bath salts because that's what that's a it's a powerful hallucinogen, I, I believe, and it it it, uh, it can make you think that you're an orange and start peeling your own skin, like that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, it's one of the strong ones. Right? Yeah, what, so one of imagine, the actual bad drugs. Like, I you know, I like, wouldn't like... I wouldn't do it because I would get in the bath and I would suddenly feel like I was the ingredient of soup, uh, and it, I think things would not go well from there. Okay, so uh, we are actually on our last, I mean, okay, so let's just run through the whole um, uh, Operation Sex God. Yeah, I'm not doing well this week. I haven't been doing well, but today I've already done uh, 80 Uh push-ups and I went out running twice, motherfucker twice well i haven't because i'm in pride mode and i am in demand because i'm the only gay comedian in the country actually yes i wanted to uh, i wanted to uh, actually congratulate you on pride week you must be very proud of yourself right now i'm so proud i'm so proud you guys must be so proud of yourself so proud so proud we're so proud we have a parade it has oh, nothing to do You're just going to gonna walk down the main street, yep. uh, the only main street in Iceland, just being so fucking proud. You know, why isn't what? there a straight pride, really? You know... <laughs> why isn't there? Why I isn't mean, there? Uh, I'll tell you why. Because we already won. We conquered the world a long time ago, and now it's uh, the gays' turn. Oh, so, that's lovely. <laughs> I would love uh, I would love that the world would be ruled by a uh, um, uh, b- b- man who put penises inside each other or even this might sound crazy women. Oh <laughs> wow. No. No. There will never be that world. Will there? I don't know. I don't know. I saw this Wonder Woman trailer and it looked pretty good. <laughs> you totally jerked off to it, didn't you? <laughs> Uh, only in my mind, only mentally, only spiritually. Only mentally. So yes, you, I, 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 I my, my spiritual penis uh, ejaculated all over that uh, positive female role model. It's in the spank uh, bank. And I must say, uh, I, I, I've tried to make a list of my heroes, and I have, uh, so, of course, being living in this world, I have more male heroes than female heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the really embarrassing thing is that my female heroes are all fictional and my male heroes are uh, actually real. That's a great commentary uh, on the world. It is. It actually is. Because Wonder Woman, she was created by an... Uh, a god. Um, a, 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 yes, well, in, in the story, she was created, created by a goddess and a god. But uh, she is, in fact, created... Uh, the writer who wrote her was a man who was one of the first... Well, one, well he was an openly... Uh, uh, he was a male man who was also an open, uh, openly a feminist. Uh-huh. And he also was the man who uh, invented the lie detector. Did you know this? No, he created Wonder Woman. The guy who created Wonder Woman there, uh, was also an inventor, and he invented the lie detector. And he also was in a polygamous relationship, or or, or I don't know if that's the right word. He Poly-amorous. had a wife. 
polyamorous, yeah. And he had he had a wife and a girlfriend. And they all lived together and they fucked each other. And he had a bondage fetish. Now, wow. Wonder Woman's main weapon is a, is, is a rope. It's a rope of truth. Oh she, my god, you're blowing when, my mind. I know, this is insane. This is insane. And she uses a rope to tie down her villains, which in most cases are men. And actually, in the early stories, I don't know if it's still like this. I've read, read, read some recent stories, which are amazing, and I will, uh, I will tell you uh, where to find them in a later episode. But... Uh, <clears throat> She uses them, uh, she binds, she ties the man down, and while they're tied down, they cannot lie. Yeah, I know, I've so, seen the show. Yeah. So he actually, like, fixes, he, he, uh, he combined the lie detector and the spontage fetish and to this re- and feminism to one character, which is the first great female superhero, and we will finally have a film of her uh, next year and I can't fucking wait. I'm excited as well. I'm so like I saw uh, Justice League or Dawn of Justice, sorry, Batman, Superman. The 8 minutes she was in the movie was the best 8 minutes of the movie. She is she is the best thing about Batman versus Superman the new movie. I She's... haven't seen the ultimate cut but I can't wait because I think uh, it is a flawed movie but it is a brave movie and a unique movie and I can't wait to see how it actually looks like. In the ultimate cut, which is out on Blu-ray now, and I'm going to buy it in the airport when I come home. Oh, maybe now, we can watch it together. Yes, absolutely. But it's time for something meaningful. Something meaningful. So something meaningful for me this week is that I am grateful because I have had a year in Iceland and I've managed to become almost a little bit Iceland famous. Uh to the point where I'm able to to perform during Pride and I'm very proud to be an openly professional gay. Really? Okay, that's it. It's really, I'm very proud of you, but I thought you were already there, but I guess this is your... <laughs> this is your first Pride in Iceland. Yes, yes. Last yes. year I was at Stockholm Pride. Uh, but this is my first Iceland pride, and it's 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 nice. It's really wonderful. Yeah, uh, well, Iceland Iceland pride kind of uh, is almost bigger than our national holiday. At least it, it's no. M- it, I just more, looked at more the, fun and more colorful. I looked at the stats, and uh, participant-wise, it is bigger than the national holiday. It's true. A third of That's the nation a... come out for it. Ha. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, so actually, more Icelanders are interested in um, same-sex relationships, or at least more think it's more, uh, I guess, uh, more of a thing to celebrate than our uh, our national pride. Yeah, and I think that is what actually makes me nationally proud. Oh. And is that your something meaningful? I guess it is. <laughs> I had this whole thing about the meaning of love, but fuck that.
crazy son of a bitch, you need to hurry up and get back to Iceland so we can go back to the regular format and it's not a long distance podcast anymore. Yeah, this was the third and final uh, act in our trilogy of long distance podcasting. I will be in the same room as Jonathan in our next episode of Australia, lucky number 13. Oh, I can't wait. And we're also going to do a live podcast on August 14. We're going to record Australia live at Hurra. Uh, and it's in conjunction with who again? Uh, it's in, co- in conjunction. What, what, what? what does that it, mean? Like, who are we sharing with that night? Oh yeah, we're doing it with Spinnepugin, which is an Icelandic improv podcast. That will probably be in Icelandic, I don't know, but yep. it's, probably it will. But uh, if you're a non-Icelandic speaker, come anyway, because uh, it will be rewarding to sit and listeners talk to each other in English, talking about sex and everything. You may bring your own gay to me straight questions, your own uh, uh, how to speak Australian uh, suggestions, and of course, the ants of agony will be alive uh, there as well. This is the 14th of August we're talking about. Yeah. And uh, there's also a minority report, I believe. Yes, there is. So there's not one tonight, uh, but there will be one on next yeah. on the Wednesday coming. Um, yeah, of course, there's not one tonight because this it's Friday. Is, this one is. We're going to put this out on Thursday, actually. Thursday. Wouldn't that be wise? Because That's it's a whole Pride weekend. Yes, everything. it would be very yes. wise. But also, so if you're listening to this and you're in Iceland on Thursday, uh, me, I have my own show in the Pride Festival uh, at 10 p.m. on Friday at Ivno. Uh, and the show is called Australiana. And it's not just comedy, it's comedy, it's stories about my life, and it's also music that has been remixed. Uh, by a, a dance duo. Um, it's gonna be fun. I'm sad to miss it, but I'm also a bit glad to miss it because the last time I saw you being not only comedic but also sincere on stage, I cried and I don't want to cry in front of uh, your gay friends because then they will think I am one of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm All pushing right. the envelope with every episode. You but, are. Uh, <laughs> We also have the Haha Voda Fintif. Yep. Which is uh, six Icelandic comedians, including our uh, Australian uh, Jonathan Duffy. Mm-hmm. Ne- uh, next Wednesday. No, no it's thir- not. Thir- Thursday. Yep. Next Thursday, the 11th of August mm-hmm. on Rosenberg. Go check it out. It's you, me, Snjólög, Bilgja, Andri, jo- Andri and uh, Johannes. Johannes Inge. And uh, Maka Mok is the uh, host, and we will rock the fucking house. I and can't wait to see And hopefully nobody her. will vomit this time. Yes, you have to tell me about that next oh, time. I'm just gonna I ask will. you about it. I will. I will. We'll have to save it for next episode. It was fun to watch. Uh, but thanks so much, everyone, for listening, and thank you to thousand people out there. Um, let's look forward to the the two thousand.
finnur fleiri skemmtilega alvarpstætti á nútímin.is. Takk fyrir að hlusta.